Hello, friends and family. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Up top, I just want to say happy birthday to my youngest brother, Landon. Not that he necessarily listens to all of this nonsense, and I'm recording this episode about a week before it will drop, but it should come out on December 12th, which is my brother Landon's birthday. So, happy birthday to him. Having brothers is a pretty cool thing, and I'm pretty lucky that my brothers and I, even though we've taken different paths in life and we at different times have lived different distances from each other that we've been able to not only remain close but be closer as adults than we were even as kids and to really be good friends and enjoy each other's company so I'm pretty grateful for that so I was just thinking of my brother as I was looking at the date for this podcast now into our regular episode, good news. Our good news story this week is focused on pay away the layaway. I was taking a look at some different organizations who are doing things specifically during the holidays because this is a wonderful time for a lot of people, but it's also a difficult time for a lot of people. The holiday season does bring stress, even if even if our lives are pretty good, even if we have enough money and time to do the presents and the family and the meals and all those sorts of things. But it's especially important to remember that not everyone is in that situation. That some people are struggling every day, and that can be especially apparent during the holidays. And there are some people who really rely on things like layaway. And it occurs to me, I, I know I have a lot of younger people who listen to these things, that you may not be aware of what layaway is. I remember layaway being big when I was younger, where it would be essentially, for those unaware, you go to a store and you can sort of reserve something that you're going to purchase and kind of make payments or pay part of it until you have the money to cover the entire thing. That's still something that some people really rely on, especially during the holiday season. And Pay Away the Layaway is an organization that just works to surprise families by paying off their holiday layaway expenses. That's one of those things that is a simple but significant Kindness that can really help people who are trying to make ends meet and who are trying to give their families a fun, exciting, positive holiday. And I, I've talked about before, I, not that I, I didn't grow up destitute. My family, we did okay, but we're definitely from that segment of the lower middle class where you do live kind of paycheck to paycheck and things do get tight at times. And 
that can be especially hard on a lot of families in that situation during the holidays. So any little thing that can be done to help people, help them during this time of year that really should be about giving and caring for others, I'm all for that. You can contribute to Pay Away the Layaway at payawaythelayaway.org. Thank you for the work they're doing. This is Family Time 89, and we're talking about problems and perspectives. We're back to responsible decision-making for our social-emotional learning competencies. And when we're going to make decisions about anything, it's important for us to recognize there are different perspectives on the same topic, on the same situation. What I want my students to do this week is to identify a problem or some issue that could either be a personal issue or something that's close to home or a societal issue, something that we do see in the news that we talk about as a society. And I want you to consider potential perspectives associated with that issue. Now, if you're doing an individual thing, maybe it's, Something in your own life, for my students, maybe you feel a certain way about something and your parents, grandparents, guardian, whoever it is, feels differently about that. It's an important thing to try to consider both perspectives. I've had that conversation with students where they maybe feel a parent is overbearing sometimes. And I'll, I'll try to at least suggest that, well, that might be true. I remember feeling that way when I was in high school, and I definitely bucked. I fought with my mom particularly a lot, and I have a good relationship with her now. Always respected her, very appreciative of her throughout my whole life. But we used to argue a lot because (laughs) I've maybe been bullheaded at times in my life. I might still be at times now, but we would we would butt heads because I wanted to be very independent. I wanted to do things my own way. I would want to get the last word in, all of those sorts of things. And I would sometimes feel like my mom was overbearing or was putting too many restraints on me. And I would compare to other people, well, this kid doesn't have a curfew or this friend of mine got to do these things. But looking back, I feel like my parents actually did a great job of of balancing, giving me limits and making sure I adhered to those limits, but also giving me a lot of freedoms when I earned them, when I showed that I could be responsible about things. I think of I took a lot of pretty big road trips and went and did things like that with buddies when I was in high school that I I don't know if I would feel super comfortable letting my kids do that when they get to that age, which won't be that far away. But I think I'll, I'll try to give them some of that freedom because I think it really worked for me. But that's, that's what I mean. We can do a, a personal thing and you can talk about 
the different perspectives and why those perspectives might exist. Like I said, I try to remind some of my students that, well, if your parents are on top of you for stuff, it shows, hopefully, that they care. And there are some people, there are far too many people, far too many children who have parents who aren't really invested in their lives, who don't have a lot of affection and a lot of attention at home. It doesn't mean we always have to love everything, but it's good to try to recognize the other perspective and why that perspective exists. If we're talking about larger societal issues, I really think it boils down to the same thing. It's often two sides of the same coin. I think most of the time, when people are advocating for one side or another. And that's a tricky thing, too. We've gotten to a point where a lot of issues are sort of presented to us as black and white, as one side or the other, as these are the only two options. And a hard reality that comes with growing up, getting older, through life experiences, that not everything is cut and dry like that. Not everything is black and white there is a whole spectrum of gray for a lot of issues. And we have to decide for ourselves where we fall on that spectrum. And even when people have opposing views to ours, it's important for us to take the time to at least recognize the other perspectives and to consider why those, perspective, those perspectives exist. As always, I don't want to influence any of my students to think a specific way, but I, I do want you to think. And I want you to consider, if I'm coming at this from this perspective, why is this other person coming at it from this end? And a lot of times, it's the same basic human needs that are driving both of our behaviors. A lot of our... A lot of the things we cling to, a lot of the decisions we make are based on things like fear or just general concern. I, I think I'll see people totally different political views, totally different social views. And I really think if you boil it down, those people are trying to protect the things that they have. They're trying to do what they think is right by their own morals, their own convictions. They're trying to support and protect the people around them. And if we can recognize that, if we can recognize that these are different perspectives that relate to this issue, but here's where they're coming from, we can find some common ground. Even if we don't find common ground in our perspectives or our beliefs, we can find common ground in where those beliefs start. In kind of the root feelings and emotions that, that lead to those things. There's always some common ground. And we just have to get to the root of the thing. So that's what we're doing this week. I just identifying some sort of problem or issue and trying to, to recognize different perspectives. Not that we have to agree with those different perspectives, but what are some different perspectives that exist 
Where do those perspectives come from? Why do they exist? That's how we start to empathize with people. And empathizing with people doesn't mean condoning or agreeing. It means pursuing understanding. And that's one of the greatest things we can do. Let's have a great week. Much love. My blog post this week is Take It Almost Too Far. I was thinking of Bob Ross, and if you're unfamiliar with Bob Ross, he's the joy of painting guy, the longtime PBS staple, the guy with the afro and the happy trees, that sort of guy, who would quickly do those oil paintings, those landscape oil paintings. And I like I like Bob Ross. I like Bob Ross for a lot of reasons. I like his simple, straightforward type of painting that's sort of accessible to everyone. I like his mild and mellow demeanor. I like his positive attitude. But I also like his courage to push limits a little bit, which might not be something we always associate with Bob Ross. But if you've watched The Joy of Painting, if you've watched Bob Ross do his thing, it seemed like every painting there would be a moment where it looked like it was going to go off the rails. Where he would have a, a perfectly adequate landscape painting going, and then he would throw some giant tree over the top of all of it. And it was like, oh, he's, he's going to ruin it. He covered up a bunch of stuff. But then he would keep going along and punch in the branches and he would throw in some highlights and all of a sudden there'd be much more depth to his painting. It would be much more interesting than it was before. And it was better for taking that leap. That's something I see specifically in my visual arts classes as I'm trying to get students out of their comfort zone a little bit. When we start doing drawing techniques, for instance, students will get to a point where they have a pretty good outline of what they want and then they want to stop because they're like, this looks pretty good. I don't want to ruin it. I don't want to take the next step and ruin what I have. That's a legitimate fear. It's a legitimate fear we have in life we'll get to a place where we feel comfortable, where things are okay, and we don't want to risk anymore. We don't want to take a chance and lose what we do have. But the only way to something great, whether it's a piece of art or life, is by pushing our boundaries, by taking that leap. I want my students to take that leap with their artwork, with their projects, but more importantly, in their lives. I want them to recognize that they can push it farther. And sometimes things won't work out. There will be times if we're doing a painting and we try to add something to it that's going to get messed up Maybe even to the point of scrapping the project. 
And a lot of art, a lot of the creative process is sort of doing damage control, is almost acting as if that was what we were trying to do the whole time, that we start drawing or painting something, it doesn't look like what we had pictured in our head, we try to push something else, it doesn't go very well, well then it's, then it's trying to save that. It's trying to take that back over and take ownership for it and saying, okay, this is, this is what I wanted it to be really, or I'm going to let it be its own thing. We can do that in life too. We can push the boundaries and sometimes things won't go well, but if we approach it with the confidence that this is what was supposed to happen and now I'm going to go down this path. But we have to take that leap. We have to be willing to take it almost too far. And sometimes we'll go over that edge. But that's where we want to be. We want to find the edge. We want to find the boundary. We want to find the limit to our current abilities. Because that's how we keep learning and improving and growing. And when we push ourselves out of our comfort zone, that gives us the opportunity to grow and develop. And that's the only way to do it. So with anything in life, be a little bit more like Bob Ross. Maybe spend a little more time amongst the happy trees. Maybe be a little bit more positive and soft-spoken and heartfelt and calm. But also be a little more courageous. Be a little more willing to throw that big tree on top of the landscape. To push out of our comfort zone. This week's podcast is brought to you by Camping Out in the Living Room. This is something I loved doing as a kid. I love doing it now with my children. There's something special about setting up sleeping bags or pillows down on the floor, watching a movie, having some snacks. That is sacred time to me. Those little moments that I get to now spend with my kids, those are some of the fondest memories I have from my childhood and we'll plan it out. My kids and I will plan out these living room slumber parties. We'll do, we'll do drive-in movie nights. I grew up going to the drive-in movie theater and it was the best. I think I've talked about it on the podcast before, but you'd have the, the cartoons or the Three Stooges videos at the beginning when you came in and got your car parked and got your snacks and all those sorts of things. Then it would usually be a double feature. You'd have like a family type movie first. And then the second movie would be the more adult movie. The PG-13 or the rated R movie, whatever it was. And that was great. So my kids and I will plan that. We'll plan that out a week in advance. And hey, on this Friday night, we're going to do a slumber party. Actually, on the weekend this should be coming out, we're planning on doing a Christmas movie double feature where each kid gets to pick one movie. We play a little video beforehand, cartoons or something like that. We'll dial up the old Looney Tunes videos or whatever to make it feel like that. Set up the living room like it's a drive-in movie theater. Have snacks. We've got a, a mattress that we roll out on the floor. And that's just one of those, for me, perfect little moments in life. And that's kind of what, when I do these silly fake sponsors, it's just stuff that 
Those are the good little things in life we sometimes overlook. Now, from me to you. Remember this holiday season to help out others where you can. You can contribute to an organization like Pay Away the Layaway or many of the other organizations that exist that are doing work during the holiday season because while it is a wonderful time for so many, it's also a challenging time for so many. So help out where you can. Remember that for every problem in our personal lives and in society, there are multiple perspectives. And someone else's perspective isn't necessarily wrong because it's not our perspective. And if we really try to look at where those perspectives come from, the emotions and the needs, the human needs that are fueling those perspectives, we can usually find common ground. Remember to take some risks that for us to learn and grow, we have to push things almost too far. And sometimes we'll fall down on our face because of it, but we'll learn and we'll grow and we can push things a little farther still. Enjoy the little things this holiday season. Enjoy the time with family and friends. Find your version of camping out in the living room, whatever it is, and savor those things. Until next time, love yourself, love each other, love the fight.